Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. How do we come out of not only this pandemic unscathed, but become so strong and balanced from deep within ourselves that we have the resilience and capability to face and deal with all other possible crises in the future? Because we haven't quite faced other even more serious existential crises as yet and mostly have preferred not to. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Let's firstly talk about the dramatic global rise in anxiety and depression, and a possible powerful solution I have to offer. It will help prepare us, along with what others are also contributing to not only successfully deal with various challenges and crises we are compelled to address, rather than deny or ignore, but to also transform and thrive greatly, individually and collectively, as the human race living here on Earth at this time. It will, for sure, help us to create wonderful new lives for ourselves if we dare to genuinely transform and rise in the process and claim our right to thrive immeasurably at all levels. The onus still lies with people using my methodology to allow themselves to go through true transformation, to shift from being fearful to embodying the powerful energy of love, the invincible love that I always speak of, that is the essence of all that lives and breathes in the entire universe. But first, let's look at the current global reality, or at least one reality. There is an article published in October 2021 by the Scientific American about how year one of the pandemic saw the great rise of anxiety and depression occurring worldwide. The Scientific American is an American popular science magazine in print since the 19th century to which famous scientists, including Einstein, have contributed. It said, and I quote, If the pandemic had not happened, the model used by the researchers estimated there would have been 193 million cases of major depressive disorder worldwide 
whereas an estimated 246 million cases actually occurred. A 28% increase or an added 53 million cases. For anxiety disorders, the number of cases was anticipated at 298 million. But there may have been an actual 374 million cases. A 26% jump representing an added 76 million cases. It continued to state the following. Women and young people were hit particularly hard. Almost 52 million of the added cases for anxiety during the first year were accounted from among women contrasted with 24 million for men. Although the virus caused more death and serious illness among older people, it was younger people who faced the great burdens of depression and anxiety. The category with the highest burden, the 20 to 24 year age bracket, had an estimated 1,118 added depression cases per 100,000 people and 1,331 more per 100,000 for anxiety. The research is conducted by the Queensland Centre for Mental Health Research, School of Public Health at the University of Queensland, and an up-to-date February 20th digital ABC News article on the subject tell us that a recent report suggests that these numbers may have since declined, but that even before the pandemic, anxiety was the most common mental health condition in Australia, with one in four people experiencing it at some point in their lives. I'm sure this is the case for other parts of the world as well. And given all this information and knowing of people who suffer from it and are either treating it or having received treatment for it over the years in various ways, it is clear that attention must be given to it. To me, it is the result of how humanity have been conducting life on Earth for decades now. It is part of our coming away from what is natural and from our own true nature and the incapacity of many to cope with it. Jiddu Krishnamurti, the Indian philosopher, speaker and writer who passed away in Ojai, California in 1986, said that 
it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. There is some truth, or even great truth, in this. At many levels, we are consuming a whole host of things, from food and beverage to entertainment and media, that is not healthy for us. And most people are not even aware of it, while the most sensitive among us have learned to cope with it somehow. And some struggle more than others. We are impacted and even bombarded with so many things which create hypersensitivity in some. This includes EMF hypersensitivity, food allergies, allergies to medicines such as antibiotics and vaccines, and pharmaceutical drugs of all kind. Whether people recognize this as yet or not, humanity is moving towards a much higher level of consciousness, one which unites us. And it begins with a union within our individual selves first. This inner union can only take place when we come into a great balance and harmony within ourselves. This means that we would be without any internal conflict. There is peace and equilibrium within us at all levels. It means we are returning to the wholeness of who we are, which is a far cry from being anxious or depressed, being frantic about chasing what is outside of ourselves. We only need to look at what we really want, and even more importantly, who we really are. And I'm not talking about who we really are as only the human selves that people are aware of and most primarily identify with. I see the movement of humanity towards not only vaguely or even surreptitiously referring to the souls we have, but switching over time their primary identification to being a soul rather than merely having one. We haven't come to know, let alone allow, to lead us, our lives and our world. We take this most powerful and wisest part of ourselves out of the equation in almost all parts of our lives, except perhaps for some only in private or with a handful of people in a small and separate segment of our life. Because of this, we make decisions and choices from a small and limited part of ourselves, the human self that is largely dominated by a fear and ego-based mind, as it is designed to be. And we have given so much credence to an analytical and logical left brain with partial value to the creativity of the right brain and what that can produce 
there is merit to the whole brain approach, which is what I began with some 20 years ago when coaching others, because most people were not ready for more. But guess what? There is even far greater power if we consider the entire human being, allowing ourselves to get to know the being that we all are, such that we can all not only return to, but fully claim and be this wholeness, this immense certainty within ourselves. It is only then that we can truly enjoy great well-being, and from the well-being of all whole persons worldwide, we will for sure co-create a totally different world that respects all living things, including our planet. We will understand and embrace the connection of everything and consider and hold everything as holy or sacred rather than come from a mentality of lack and limitation, fear and inadequacy, which either causes us to grab and hoard or to shrink and diminish ourselves and our lives in the process. It is high time that we stop playing small. It is high time and most practical that we begin to learn claim and optimize all parts of ourselves. Some would refer to this as the embracing of the great mystery of who we really are. I, on the other hand, am here to simplify and demystify the understanding and appreciation of all aspects of who we are. I have spent two decades on all of this in great depth and firsthand through my own life and amazing mystical experiences as well as coaching thousands of people worldwide and multinationals in Asia Pacific. I have made it easy for many to come to experience for themselves the two highest aspects of who they are. What I refer to as the soul as well as consciousness itself. You can call your soul, this part of you, anything you like. Your inner self, your higher self, your inner being, your inner hero or heroine your inner coach, your higher intelligence, whatever your human self or mind will be comfortable with. My approach is to embrace all parts of, us, of ourselves, to repress nothing but merge everything while letting go of what is not useful to us and stops us from being free, being whole, being all that we can be and having the greatest life possible. This means coming into union within ourselves. It begins with a very strong internal alignment 
They get stronger and increasingly powerful with constant usage of the key to mastery that I call the Golden Globe and which I share with clients. I refer to the familiarization of the three main aspects of who we are as the triple S wisdom. I've touched on this in earlier episodes and will reiterate and expand a little further here. The first S is what I simply call the small S that stands for the human self. It is the self that the majority are most familiar and identify with and try so hard to understand and control so that we can have better lives and produce the results we want, whether at a personal level or in business and work. Let's focus on this and the transformation or awakening of humanity for a while and return to the other two S's that are part of my triple S wisdom later. Because life has been influenced and dominated by leaders at various levels who also primarily come from the human self and the fear and ego-based mind that is fundamentally based on lack and limitation, there are many things that are far from right for people all over the world, for the planet and all flora and fauna all living things. The way everything is right now, major transformation at all levels is brewing and will become increasingly apparent. Many are standing up to be counted, each in their own way, in different fields all over the world. What we have gone through and are being put through is stirring up a great rising of humanity. In the last episode, which was an interview, a question I posed my guest led to her mentioning an interview with a US Navy SEAL who used supercomputers to predict the great awakening of humanity. I will again include the link that Sarah McCram gave for this video for you to check out, for it represents a very scientific approach to recognizing this awakening that is occurring to humanity. As I mentioned in an earlier episode, I myself viewed what is occurring globally when considering the various existential crises we are facing, that humanity is actually being presented with the opportunity of all human lifetimes to massively transform and move towards thriving immeasurably, where there is abundance for all. Hence, in early 2019, I began writing a book with the title Thriving Immeasurably and the subtitle The Opportunity of All Our Human Lifetimes and a much longer second subtitle, A Revolution or Movement to Raise Our Spiritual Intelligence, Build Spiritual Capital for Individuals, Organizations, Communities, and the World, and Save Us from Annihilation. 
I was so thrilled because I had held an unwavering vision of abundance for all for more than 40 years already and saw clearly that possible impending disaster can bring us probable peace and plenty for all. If we all embrace the challenge and actually rise up en masse, and we will certainly do this because it is already our destiny, I'm bringing up the interview with the US Navy SEAL and his usage of supercomputers to predict the great awakening of humanity so that more human minds can be open to this idea and even take it seriously. Even when I was attending a Tony Robbins Life Mastery Seminar in Hawaii on September 11th, 2001, and we saw when we saw the towers come crashing down while everyone saw the darkness of it, my primary thought was that somehow the end result would be world peace. Why? Because humanity will tire of all the unholiness we have co-created, both deliberately and unconsciously. If we think that we, ordinary folk, have got nothing to do with what happens somewhere else, where people are killing each other and attempting to overpower others, we are completely wrong. If you truly understand energy, you'd understand that we have an impact on each other all the time because we are all connected. As Einstein taught us, our separation of each other is an optical illusion of consciousness. He also described the quantum entangle theory as spooky action at a distance, with reference to the discovery that no matter the distance, when one of the former entangled pair was manipulated, the other instantly moved to a matching state. He meant that although they were physically separated, they remained somehow connected, and one could influence or affect the other to arrive at the same state. There is a ton of data and scientific information to support the idea that all living things are connected. This includes the science behind quantum entanglement, superstring theory, mirror neurons, the work of the Global Consciousness Project, or GCP, Universal Consciousness, and the philosophy of Ubuntu. I will cover this in another episode, or even via another medium altogether. Meanwhile, just be aware that everything in the universe is composed of vibrating energy, one that connects and commingles, that we are all entangled, and our emotions, which is energy in motion, create a resonance that affects others. It doesn't matter whether we have known each other or not previously. And when we fight and squabble with each other, which humans do daily, we are projecting our emotions into the atmosphere. And this energy gathers, 
and is concentrated in places where events of conflict and rage then erupt. As I've explained in an earlier episode, buildings and areas of land and waterways carry concentrations of emotions as well, from centuries earlier on. I will mention here, however, a paper return, written by the GCP director, Roger Nelson, where he talks about finding that many of the global events we look at are associated with striking patterns in the data. Special times, like the celebration of New Year's and tragic events like the attack on September 11 I mentioned earlier, show changes that are correlated with shared periods of deep engagement or widespread emotional reactions. Indeed, the data collected by GCP suggests that there is a global or universal conscience that connects all humans on the planet. And the point I wish to drive home here is that when we all have the opportunity to experience our soul and this universal consciousness ourselves and to allow these two highest aspects of who we are to lead us, we will, along the way, rise up to become the expanded selves we all actually are and need to progressively be now. Which takes me back to the Triple S Wisdom I referred to at the beginning of this episode or earlier on. I began with a small s, which stands for our limited and fear and ego-based human self. I have once more referred to our soul and universal consciousness as being the highest aspects of who we are. What I do for those who are open to it and ready to experience firsthand is to facilitate for clients to do exactly that. First, their own soul, which is the so-called big S in my Triple S wisdom. People experience the tremendous power of their own soul and are able to get answers from this incredible aspect of themselves as well. For some who are so removed from this reality, when they experience their own soul, they can feel quite intimidated by the power of what is essentially and truly who they are. Others love it and gather enormous comfort and solutions of the greatest wisdom or highest intelligence from their own soul. It is definitely universal or pure consciousness rather than a global consciousness that I'm referring to here in this instance, meaning that it is the consciousness of existence itself, beyond but inclusive of that of human beings. And when I facilitate for clients to experience this firsthand, they tell me it's very, very different 
from experiencing their own soul. Now, this is the third and biggest S, which I call spirit. It is pure and powerful, loving and limitless. It is the glue that holds together all that lives and breathes. It is the vastness from which we all stem. In other words, we are individuated souls originating from this one primary source of everything that exists, everything that is alive. And that is how we are all connected, actually. For sure, there is no separation, except when we think with only our left brain and perceive only what is tangible and obvious. Instead of experiencing firsthand what and who we truly are, I bring science in to explain this only because that is where humans are at currently. Most people's minds are wired to only understand, appreciate, and grasp what has been proven by science. Yet science is merely the understanding of what's already there and has been there from the beginning of time. We need to dare to venture beyond and experience who we really are when we do and truly know, not believe, but know firsthand the truth and reality of who we really are, move towards claiming and embodying the true greatness that we all are, then and only then would we have truly grown up, evolved and risen. This is the true meaning of ascension. There is nothing woo-woo or hocus-pocus about it. Certainly not the way I approach and optimize what is already occurring anyway. There is nothing to minimize, brush aside or poo-poo at all. Only the limited fear and ego-based left brain would be inclined to do that. And we are so much more than that. Aren't we? Are you ready to uncover and discover? Isn't that what scientists do? Einstein was a gutsy and intelligent, highly intelligent scientist and ventured into the realms of philosophy. He thought, wrote and spoke about nuclear disarmament, human rights, democracy, educational reform, even the reduction of conflict between Arabs and Jews. Einstein's philosophical habit of mind, cultivated by undergraduate training and lifelong dialogue, had a profound effect on the way he did physics. He knew that having cultivated a philosophical habit of mind, made him a better scientist, a better physicist, actually. In general, we really need to be more open-minded, much, much more. And to be truly open-minded, we need to open our hearts, as the mind will then follow. 
Closed minds merely reflect closed hearts. So, are you ready to explore and discover more of yourself and who you really are? To embrace and embody your true self, your greatest self, your expanded self, the expanded consciousness that you are? And to really lead, lead yourself for starters, and then lead others by example, by daring to be you, not merely your human self, but the great being that you are, the magnificent human being that you are. We don't need to be superman or superwoman just to embody the beingness that is part of the human being and not limit ourselves to remaining the scared human self. Not perpetuate being the human that battles and fights to survive or denies and avoids to run away from what threatens us and wants to keep himself, herself and others small to feel safe. Let's stop this act. We may all feel fear for a large variety of reasons and that is perfectly okay because we are in this human body and experiencing this physical life on earth. That's how it has been meant to be. But we are entering a time now when we have the opportunity to discover and claim all aspects of ourselves. There really is so much more to us that most are not aware of. And even those who are have not really owned and merged with much of it at all. Our soul, our true greatness and pure consciousness itself. When we merge fully with the highest aspects of who we all are and have our higher selves lead us and our lives, everything will massively transform. For sure, we really do not need to remain fearful, to stay small and continue to live and work from a scarcity consciousness. We really are magnificent souls. I can certainly facilitate for you to experience that yourself and much, much more. Even if our bodies perish, we won't. We live on. We will be more alive when that happens, in fact. And of course, it's still scary or emotional for most of us to get very sick or watch someone we love get more and more ill. But unless we are meant to leave the planet, we don't need to dwell on death as such. At least not all of the time. I have facilitated many times for clients who have had loved ones pass on and can't quite get past the grief they were experiencing. It is very easy, actually, to invite the soul of both a living or a deceased person into the virtual or physical space we are in. They are usually present in a split second. There is no spooky drama or mystery involved. 
when it is the soul of a deceased loved one, the client cries a lot because he or she is deeply touched. And I facilitate for him or her to converse with the soul. And an incredible healing occurs. And the client is liberated from the burden of the deep grief he or she was previously carrying and is free to move forward with his or her life. In addition, the client can build a deeper relationship with a loved one at this energetic level, using the Golden Globe, my key to mastery that I share with them. Also, most of us are not meant to die just yet, either. We sign up to be here on earth at this time to create history together by massively transforming and becoming the great beings that we all are and co-create a radically transformed world as well. We are meant to live within these human bodies, which will get stronger. We will live differently become more conscious of what we consume at all levels. We will take greater care of ourselves. Everyone and everything on earth that is alive and carries this universal consciousness because we will come to be intelligent enough to understand that we are all connected and sacred. This will not happen tomorrow or this year. It will happen over time. A lot will unfold from here on, more and more. And it begins with us, slowly but surely. It will become increasingly evident. For those of us who feel energies acutely, as I do, we now, we know this for sure. For now, we take the first practical steps. I am here to support you to transform and thrive in your own life and with your own business or organization, your personal and professional life. I am slowly building a great and strong team that will help me help you as well. We are here to support the world to transform and thrive. As I have mentioned before, I have held an unwavering vision of abundance for all, peace and plenty for all that lives and breathes for well over 40 years. Those of my team have fully embraced this vision as well, and we are happy to serve those who are open and genuinely willing to transform, to embody the true greatness that they are at their pace in a way that resonates with them. We will take you where you dare to go and stretch you to go further if you allow us so that we can help you create all the outcomes that mean a great deal to you. You are still totally in charge of the entire 
journey with all the processes and how fast or how slow and where you want to go. That's for sure. And you can continue on your own too to strengthen the connection and alignment with your greatest self and live life from the amazing and tremendous certainty and true power of who you are. With the Golden Globe, the powerful key to mastery that we share with all our clients. More and more, you can flourish greatly no matter what is happening in the world around you or not. This is how liberating and truly empowering humanity is possible now. But it is still up to every individual how much of a transformation they want to experience and how quickly as well. In the end, we all still have to take responsibility for the life and results we wish to create. We are merely facilitators, albeit with an amazing methodology to share with you. This is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show, sending you much love and wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels. Happy transforming and thriving. You have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated. Bye for now.